Hello and welcome to episode number 14 of the final Is that where we're podcast. at now? 14? Yeah, because I remember the last episode we went over. it was 13. Uh, no, it was 14 because we, we did the, the last episode we talked about uh, how we were at a baker's dozen. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, see I remember some things. Not a lot of things. Yeah. But, but that's one thing I do remember. I also remember that uh, Ohio, your boys over at Ohio State, I think that's the first time Treeb drops an Ohio reference Took a tough loss, but the Browns redeemed it in a big way, getting a big win over the Bucks. And and we could move right along. We could move, move right along. Of course, you know, when I bring up Ohio, you know I'm talking to my boss, the always entertaining and exciting Don Walden. Don, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm all right. A little, little, little weary, a little worse for the wear, you know, considering... You know, yesterday's depression yeah. of uh, Ohio State football. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Idaho and Washington State. You yeah, know. fair it's, enough. That's for the people, right? That, <laughs> that, that, that's for the, these guys, you know. Yeah. I, my, my, my main concern was Ohio State getting derailed. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and, but, but at least, hey, you know, we turned it around today and had the Browns win. Yeah, and I, I remember coming into the office and I just see Ohio State trending on Twitter. And I was like, did Ohio State lose? And Don lets out a big sigh. He's like, yeah, <laughs> and then he said some other four-letter words that we might not be able to say on this podcast. But... Right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I got to watch two back-to-back uh, exciting football games. One we'll talk about in a little bit. But if you've been following me on Twitter at Treve Talks, cheap plug there early in the podcast, you would know that this Jags game against the extremely Ravens... cheap, I might add. <laughs> this Jags game against the Ravens was a roller coaster ride. And they won. We beat a good football team. So that must mean we're good. No. No? No. No? No, because in fact, I believe earlier this week when I uh, revealed what the odds were for this game, you were like, ah, Jags should be like a 10-point dog. They should have been. I had no confidence at all. I I tweeted out the formula for Jags games. It almost went to it to a T, but then for some reason Trevor Lawrence decided to actually conduct a game-winning drive. Didn't think he had it in him, but he's a generational talent, don't you know? I've heard that about him. (laughs) Generationally crappy. Yeah, generationally crappy. We're going to talk about another quarterback who had a great game uh, for Idaho but could not close the deal. But before we get into that, this week's broadcast is brought to you by Inland360 and Inland360.com. There's a complete calendar of regional events and a wide Array Huge of compelling coverage of the region's art and entertainment scene at Inland360.com. It's where Giovanni McCoy goes for what he wants to do. Yeah, he's definitely going to have to go over there. He's got plenty of time now. Yeah, he's got plenty of time to head over to Inland360.com. That was pretty good. That was a good, good little ad read there. Yeah, well, you know, we've been I, in, I learned from the best from myself. We've been we've been in this business a long time doing ad reads, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But you've been doing it as long as Don and I have. I mean, it, it becomes routine. But, right. But uh, I, I mentioned to you, Don, uh, Idaho against southeastern Louisiana, Idaho's first uh, FCS playoff game since 1995. Uh, a 45 to 42 final they lost this was probably in all levels of football this year the best pure football game i've watched from beginning to end i gotta tell you it's kind of funny i was <laughs> trying to get my wife oh, last yeah, night uh or saturday or whatever the heck you're listening to this thing yeah, saturday. I, I the night of the, was, the vandals game. the night of the vandals game yes and 
they had uh, southeastern Louisiana had just scored a touchdown, had had drove and scored a touchdown, make it thirty-one to twenty-one. And I'm driving along, you know, trying to take her home, and I'm like, oh, these guys are cooked. They're done. It's just, mm-hmm. there's no way. I thought the same thing. And then, like, I drop her off, go up to the apartment, hang out for, like, ten minutes or so, get back in the car. And all of a sudden, I was up by four. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I, 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 I swear to God, I thought Chris King was, like, misspeaking every time he said the vandals were up by four i'm like there's no way there's no way there has to be something to do with uh browns fans being bad luck for the vandals because i had my my buddy barnage who uh we did we watched the jags gary barnage yeah gary barnage the uh, former (laughs) browns tight end yes yes obviously yeah i had him over to watch the the jags browns game today after the win but i also had him over on saturday and the only games he has come over to watch were the sac state game and the uc davis game and both of those obviously uh losses for the vandals and it was probably at that point when they were down like 10 points he he goes outside for a second he's like he's like i need to step outside i'm bad luck and the second he closes the sliding glass door, I, I think there was something else he was going to do at this point. <laughs> yeah, but we're gonna we're just gonna say for, uh, for monetization reasons, we're just gonna say he's gonna go outside. But um, he uh, he goes outside. Puff puff give. Yeah, yeah, he goes outside, <laughs> and then he comes out, and he co- goes outside, and then right when he goes outside, the game comes back on. Jermaine Jackson takes a kick return ninety five yards to the house. Right, and, and that's just crazy that uh. So unfortunately, Idaho fans, you got to blame Barnage for the loss. Uh, you know, former Browns tight end—that's just the way it goes. Yeah. But nonetheless, that's I, the way she goes, right? <laughs> if you know Trailer Park Boys, look up Ray. The way she goes, quote, and that's just the way she goes. And uh, Idaho—it was the way she went for Idaho. I mean, there was—they <laughs> played really, really well offensively. Like as far as offensive execution. And we'll, we'll get into why, you know, it's not all around perfect. But offensive execution-wise, that's probably the best they've looked all year. Um, I will say the biggest, you know, red flag, the biggest thing that kept them from winning the game was the turnovers. And these are some... And, and we're not talking about turnover Tommy either. You no, know, no. Turnovers that they committed. And that's something that Idaho has just been great at not doing all year. Just keeping, you know, the ball... Like, keeping the ball for a long time, for one... And making sure they possess it, and you know them winning the turnover margin. I think the pressure might have finally caught up to them. I, I, they had to have, and and you know we talked about that, and I talked about that in my preview, and I said you know, I, I realize where Giovanni is at, and I realize where Idaho's been this year, but you know this is the biggest game of all their careers, and you know the pressure is going to be on. You know there were some big responses there. I mean the Drew yeah. Jackson kick return. Well, I mean, there's no question they, they, they responded. I mean, heck, you know, they took the lead with like nine minutes to go in the game. Very, very similar to the Sac State game. Yeah. And then they, they let them come back. And, I mean, they almost were in a position to play in an overtime game, but uh, Ricardo Chavez, man. Well, no, you no, know, don't blame the kicker on this. It's well, not his, it's not his fault. Although, I mean, you know, you could say, hey, before uh, – you know, southeastern Louisiana called the timeout. You know, he kicked it through the upright. So, you know, it should be easy as pie. He did. Uh, but, no. you know, again, I just want to go back to the fact that Giovanni McCoy is a freshman. Yeah, he's I don't care how you slice it. Yeah. And freshmen are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen. 
Yeah. And he made a huge mistake about midway through the fourth quarter when he threw that pick that they returned for a touchdown. Yeah. And, that ultimately cost him. Yeah, and that's the thing was he's played such clean football all year. Right. Not making the mistakes. And, you know, when you play a team like Southeastern Louisiana who's been to the dance before, they've been in these games, this is, I think, fourth time in five years they've yeah. won their opening round game. So you're playing a team with a lot of playoff experience. Uh, Idaho doesn't have that. You know, and they still took him down to the wire. And obviously, you know, not blaming uh, Chavez because he's been excellent all year. Um, but that was ultimately, you know, how Idaho lost the game. There were some debates there because they had 11 seconds left on the clock. They were about at the 22-yard line. Maybe have one more shot at the end zone. Right, there. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because if I'm not mistaken, I believe they brought Chavez on on second down. Yeah. To, to to try for the uh try for the field goal, mm-hmm. yeah they were. I know the guys on the radio were kind of talking about do you take one more shot with you know going to Hatton, yeah. you know and trying to use his big body to outmaneuver the defensive backs there. But you know if the nuts were Kenny and Butson, the world would be a better place, I suppose. Yeah. You I, know I I don't know that I question anything that Jason X done. Because how can you after this year for the most part? Yeah, no, and I don't question that call either. I think if they did even try and take one more shot at the end zone, it, it would have resulted basically in the same as their first original shot. Uh, and when you have those situations in football, more often than not, I mean, you're going to look for a guy on one-on-one coverage, and you're going to try and take that shot. If not, you're going to throw it in the back of the end zone. There was no way. They were going to let Hayden Hatton be alone in man coverage. In that no. No shot. No. No shot. So it wouldn't have been there. So, I mean, I, I would have kicked the field goal too, I think. Right. Uh, Jason said in his post-game press conference, because he did get asked about that, he said that he might have – he said if he had to do it different, he, he thinks that he might have taken another shot um, at the end zone or maybe try to get out of bounds. But I don't – he would not have had enough time to get out of bounds, I don't think. Not with 11 seconds left. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, you see you see teams that can run two and three plays in that, that short a time span. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have two or three plays called in the huddle, though. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, maybe there's an, a chance there for, like, maybe a dump off to Eli Cummings, and then he gets, like, maybe four or five extra yards. And goes did they have any timeouts in that scenario? They did not. Okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no timeouts left. And, yeah, I think – you know, as far as how he handled that, you know, last drive, I think coaching-wise, that's about as, as good as you want it. And off- right, yeah. offensively, I mean, that's that's what you want to do in a situation like that, right? I mean, you want to get your team into field goal range. Right. And, and they were already in field goal range because uh, Southeastern's all-pro punter, who shanked a punt. In all pro, one, huh? Or all pro. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, got, I got what you're going for, the all-American American kid. kid. Yeah. yeah. All-American. Shanked a punt, and yeah. you're like, how? How would it, biggest game of the year? The game's on the line, and the kid shanks it. Uh, what was it? Eight? What? Eighteen yards. yards? Yeah, it was an eighteen-yard punt. Um, and probably the first time all year the kid did it. Yeah, and it was the biggest stage, like you said. Um, I do want to say too, early in the season, this was receiving receiver-wise, Jermaine Jackson was the guy. And, you know, Hayden Hadden hadn't come on just yet. Until, well, and we were also talking about Terrell's t- trainer at that point, too. Yeah, until he got injured. Until he got injured, yeah. Who, you know, and maybe after we get done talking about this game in a whole, we can look ahead. But, I mean, 
Jermaine was really kind of the lifeblood for the receivers early on in the season. And then Hayden started to step up, and, you know, you've seen what he's done. But Jermaine, had that's the best game he's had all year. And he not only had big plays, but he had plays mm-hmm. where he legitimately put the University of Idaho on his back. Right. Well, yeah, the kickoff return. Yeah, the kick return was huge. And then the 70-yard touchdown, too, which Giovanni threw that on a rope. And, and when he makes throws like that and when he makes mistakes, like the pick six, right? there's two different kind of he's a freshman vibes there. Right. You know, when he throws a pick six, you're like, oh, he's a freshman, you know, he's going to make that mistake. But right. you're, you're not used to seeing that because he hasn't made them all year. So right, exactly. So you're not accustomed to seeing him make those, you know. And, and then he throws the touchdown, comes right back and throws a touchdown to Jackson. First play. Yeah. And it's just like. Whoa! <laughs> he's a freshman. He's a freshman, <laughs> and he and I'm telling you too, like it it was beautiful. I mean, the way that he placed it, Jermaine, you know, simple post route, split the safeties, and just on a tightrope right to Jermaine, and he does the rest, run after catch. Best throw I've seen from him all season, and I think the reason most of Giovanni's best throws this year have been to to uh, Jermaine is just because he's so fast. Right, you can just throw it. 20 yards ahead of him, and he's going to catch up to that thing. Yeah. So, it, Speed kills from what I hear. Yeah, it's they've been fun to watch. Uh, and obviously the thing that killed him uh, defensively is the thing that's killed him every single time they've lost to a good Learn team. how to tackle. Yeah, learn how to tackle, stop the run. Stop the run. You know, and Cephas Jordan, too, that was probably, you know, from doing some, you know, from Wednesday to Friday, I kind of, like, looked at a lot of, southeastern louisiana games and tried to see what they got that's the like only time he's played like a full game right yeah and that was the most he's ever ran the ball like he and idaho just struggles against those kind of cats yeah and it it was it was terrible and not terrible to the point where it was like you know you're shaking your head like asher o'hara right yeah but you know it was it was a backbreaker there and you know, just putting them in, like, third and manageable situations. It's like I said in my story. They ran Idaho's system better than Idaho did. Well, and that's kind of the funniest thing because if you look at – I mean, you kind of go back, you look at the stats. I want to say Idaho averaged almost nine yards a play. Yeah. Yeah, averaged almost a first down, a pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but – but, but, you know, southeastern Louisiana, you know, about six yards. You, you can't – as a defense, you cannot – Give up six yards of play. The problem is, is granted, Idaho did average nine yards of play, which is awesome, but, I mean, they didn't hold on to the ball, and they were also, you know, down, playing from behind, and, you know. Had it 22 less plays and about seven less minutes. That's, that's yeah, that's the big thing right there. The time of possession, which is something Idaho, that's like. Have prided staple. themselves on all year long. That's their staple. Yeah. Know? And, you know, they just, they got outworked right there, and. This is a game where, you know, I, and I've been hard on Idaho, you know, a couple times. I don't think I've been Colton Clark hard by any means. But, I mean, this has been a good team. So, like, there's no reason to beat Oh, that. but I thought they were average. I'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a good team that, you know, it's hard to, you know, really come down on them like the, you know, really bad Paul Petrino years. Yeah. But this team continued the, the trend of – Beating teams they're supposed to beat right. and losing mm. to teams that they're supposed to lose to. However, this is just the beginning 
of what's to come for Idaho. You see these games like this. You see the games like Southeastern Louisiana. You see the games like Sacramento State. UC Davis is different. They, UC Davis mopped the floor with Idaho. Yeah. That was the worst beat they had all year. You look at those games. And that includes the two FBS losses. Yes, 100% includes them. And um, you look at those two losses. You get one more year of experience under their belt, under the X system. There's a chance they win those games. I mean, they're they're battle tested now. They're one year older. They're going to get stronger in the spring. A lot of them are coming back offensively, and I, I this offense could be one of the best in the Big Sky next year. I mean, they have that kind of potential. Offensive line is going to need some work. Logan Floyd yeah. obviously is going to be going away. Uh, Aiden Kanabic, but, but but I think they're young though. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, and, and having this experience is going to help them. Yeah. And Aiden Knappick, too, uh, he improved a lot during the year, so having him there will, will help. I mean, you look at the people that were really, you know, staples of the offense. Jermani back, Jermaine back, Hayden back, Anthony Woods back, Eli Cummings back. I mean, all of them are back. And then, you know, you mentioned him earlier, Therese Trainer, who didn't even play this year, was supposed to be the best receiver on Idaho's right. team. Imagine that triple threat now. You got those three, and you got a Michael Graves who's getting better every, you know, every time he steps on the field. And a Jordan Dwyer, who, you know, got more playing time because of the injuries. And that wide receiver room is looking really stacked. And then, you know, you got a cheap plug, preferred walk-on Braden Rice. Coming who? On, coming on to the squad, too. You know, who? Maybe, maybe Never Jermaine, heard of him. Maybe Jermaine can show him, you know, how to be even better at returning kicks. But that receiver room is going to be stacked. The running back room already has Anthony Woods. Uh, Eli Cummings, they're going to have to try and get another bruiser because Andre Carter and Roshan are going to be gone. Yeah, but they also have Nick Romano coming back. That's you know, true. he didn't have a whole lot. He didn't get a whole lot of time this year. But you know, last year, game, yeah. right? But last year, you know, he had he played halfway decently under uh, Petrino and Petrino system. You know, so I mean, it's not like the the running back room is completely bare. Oh no, not not by any means. I think just you would. The thing that Roshan gives you as a as a bruiser in the goal line, I think you know they're going to miss that a little bit. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, I think so. But you know, that also will fall back onto Anthony Woods, mm-hmm. and and hopefully he can stay healthy. I feel like you know he was never injured for a game, but I feel like there was some you know little nagging injuries that kind of kept him from playing full games. Right this year, um, tight end wise, they have a lot of them. Connor Whitney obviously is gone, but. Uh, uh, Cox obviously got some playing time, and then Alex Moore too, who you know was injured this year, and he he's a guy that you know everybody when I took this job talked to me about, and you know that's another exciting addition there. Defensively is where things are going to get. They, they yeah, they, tough. <laughs> yeah, tough, and you know the secondary for the most part stays the same. Uh, Marcus Harris gonna be back. Um, Mervin Kenyon he'll be back. Paul Mualla is gonna be back. That's gonna be big. Um, but you're going to have to replace Favai Favai. Right. That's a huge, huge hole. Yep. Leo Tamba and uh, Juliano Falonico. You're going to replace both of them. But Kamari Bailey had a great game in this one. Mm-hmm. Best he's looked all year. Uh, I think he'll fill that role fine. Nate DeGraw, too. Yep. In the middle, that's going to be tough. Um, so that defense, which was kind of the weak point of Idaho this year, is going to be the, the biggest thing they're going to work on in the offseason. Well, and, you know, I the headline that I had – I mean, basically said it all. It was kind of a gut punch. Yeah. But you know, there are sunnier days ahead. There, there, there. There's. I think there is. That's that. You know, and I'm and I hate that. 
You know, I'm usually not that guy. <laughs> you're, you're the, you're, you're, you're Pete pessimistic. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually not that guy. I've been a Jags fan since I was ten. Okay, I've seen everything. You know? And you're how old again, too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I lost years. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, so, rooting for the Jags, you would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got gray hairs already. Exactly. So, you know, I've. I know what it's like, and you know I know Idaho fans know what it's like too. That's why this season sticks out so much. And yeah. I think, you know, the the ride of this year is going to stick out. But you, you're going to look at year two and year three under Eck, and I think that's going to be, you know, you talk about those are pivotal years. Yeah, you talk about years for the books, and that's kind of what we're talking about this year. This year is going to be kind of. You know, the, the thing that kick-started it and to be remembered. That's but, what you're hoping for if you're an Idaho fan. But I think if you look at year two and three, they do the recruitment like they like they will and they should. I mean, those are going to be pivotal years. And, you know, it, it's going to be hard to, uh, especially in the Pacific Northwest, you know, they get to compete now. with Now that they're a good team, you know, taking kids away from maybe Montana, you know, Montana State. You know, they got, they got opportunities now where I think back, you know, then they didn't really have those chances. Right. So, you know, in eastern Washington, too, they can compete over there. Um, you know, bright, sunny days, I think, in recruiting for Idaho. And, uh, you know, Jason Eck, first season, I mean, coming in, he's getting – he got Division One transfers to come in. So, I mean, maybe there's some more of those coming in, coming his way, you know, and we'll, we'll just have to see. But I think the future is uh, pretty bright for Idaho. Is it so bright you got to wear shades? It is so bright that I have to wear shades. I would say, I'm uh, I'm excited to see see what this team does next year. And I you know I, I I definitely think they're on their way up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we'll see as far as you know whether or not you know they can kind of keep this kind of keep this thing going. But I mean you know if you're an Idaho fan, you know you you <laughs> you just. I, you know, I don't know what you say, you know, because you've had, you've been downtrodden for like so long. I mean, the last time you had a halfway decent record was the 2016 season. I think it's one of these things for the fans where it's, uh, don't be sad because it's over. Be happy because it happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think. No, I, 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 I totally agree. And, you know, I think, I think that's where, you know. Some of the things that I say kind of differ from from people because you know I'm not a diehard Vandals fan by any means. You know, I, I you're not out there in pom poms. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I don't got the boots. You're, you're not doing the Kimberly Eck thing, you know, where she's got her kids. God bless them, and you know she's got a she got a really you know adorable little daughter. Yeah. You know, she's got a, she's, her job's just as hard as Jason's is. Yeah, traveling, yeah. Back, and traveling back and forth from South Dakota to Idaho to Louisiana to Moscow to, yeah. you know, parts unknown, weight unknown, hell, I don't know. To, to, to Russia, where, you know. To, to Moscow, Russia, yeah, where, where, where Jason's going to pretty much lay the smack down on Vladimir Putin. Exactly, so, you know, she, she's got a tough job, and. And, I mean, his kid, too, one of the 45 best players in uh, South Dakota. The older kid, Jackson, yeah. I believe. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe maybe, maybe he's, he's going to be doing some recruiting of Jackson Eck. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I wonder how that would go at the dinner table. I think he's a senior, too, isn't he? Or is he a junior? I don't know. Yeah. You, you know, I'm wondering, you know, because I, I, I bet they probably had, like, Thanksgiving here, like, Oh, I don't know today, or maybe you know, coming up here in the next couple of days. I wonder what that conversation is going to be like. 
hey son, let's go <laughs> go play for Idaho. Yeah, you know, screw those jackrabbits. I'm thinking uh, if he's a junior too. I'm wondering if he's a uh, because you'd think after this year they would move back to to Moscow or move to Moscow. Move, think. yeah. So you know, maybe maybe we'll be seeing some some Jackson Eck over at, at Moscow High, and they they need a they need a di- they need a difference maker. So I've heard that. Yeah, or maybe he maybe, or a couple difference makers. Maybe he'll play at Logos. Ooh, <laughs> then, that would be that would be right up your alley. And then he'll play with uh, my boy. Who's your boy? I can't even think of his name right now. It's so Jack Driscoll. Jack Driscoll. Yeah. Jesus I was thinking of... Uh, How quickly we forget. I was thinking of... Uh, <laughs> no, I can't think of his name either. I'm thinking of the other... Uh, Case Bold. Will Case Bold. Will Case Bold. That, that was the name that was in my head. I was like, that's not him. That's not him. But, well, it is a private school, so, you know. I mean... I mean I, I'm sure they have enough money to kind of put them through. Yeah, they run the White Pine League. <laughs> <laughs> they are the White Pine <laughs> League. <laughs> Yeah, Nels Clute, watch out. <laughs> you know, before, you know, we dive into some more <laughs> White Pine League talk like it never left. <laughs> right. This week's broadcast is brought to you by Inland360 and Inland360.com. There's a complete calendar of regional events and a wide, huge array of compelling coverage of the region's art and entertainment scene. At Inland360.com. It's where Nels Clute goes for what he does. And it's probably where Jake Dickert's going to go for what he does. I believe it's probably where Jackson X going to go when he gets here. Inland360.com! Uh, that Apple Cup was terrible. <laughs> okay, fanboy. <laughs> Way to go, fanboy. Nice segue. Thank you. Uh, Washington State... You know, just just recently got the Apple Cup finally in their grasp and for the first time in like forever. Uh, yeah, like I, eight, seven, eight, nine years, something like that. Yeah, when I was in elementary school, probably. And you know, actually, I think you were in preschool at that point. Yeah, and you know, just as soon as I, I don't believe it, you come out of Mama Pixley's wound at that point. Probably not. Which, by the way, I still owe your 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 mom a, a bowl, I believe. Oh yes, you do. She hasn't bugged me about it yet. So, so well, thank got, God. So, so you got talk. You got talk. <laughs> I got a minute. Yeah. I got a minute to get the taco bowl back, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make sure you wash it. Don't give me with the, the reminiscence of taco meat. Even though if I if you did that, she'd probably think you'd that. Probably. She'd, smell it. No, she'd probably think, oh, yeah, Trevin, didn't, Trevin just didn't wash the dish. Yeah, he dishes. Be, because it's Trevin, and yeah. why would he? Yeah, why would he do dishes? That's, that's just my son, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's beneath him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't have a dishwasher, so he just lets him sit in the sink. Anyway, you know, that's kind of what... Speaking Washington, of dishwashing... Yeah, Washington... Where are you going I, with this? Too, there's too many W's right now going on. But it did it did it did that down, folks. Yeah, okay. Washington. Washington. Finally, Washington. As soon as Washington State got the Apple Cup, Washington took it right back away, and they won 55, 51, 51 to twenty-two. I knew there was a, a double. Oh well, there. you 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 completely butchered that score. It was fifty-one to thirty-three, son. 
I knew there was a double digit in there. Yeah. My eyesight's bad. I can't huh? see. You know, you know, we both got glasses. We're not. Well, I'm not blind, blind, unlike somebody else I know. I am blind. I, you know, like. You're blind in one eye and can't see out the other. That was the worst part about living in Sandpoint. Broke my glasses and drove without them for six months. Oh, really? You never even told me that one. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, yeah, not a fun time. I just, I just didn't get glasses because I was so busy. Being the sports, you know, being the sports. So I was like, yeah, I was like, you never have time. So I was like, it's it's more important to get. You barely have time to go to the bathroom. Yeah, like it's more important to get uh, Priest River soccer in than get then get new classes. Yeah, yeah. So. Because heaven forbid those Priest River fans, you know, they. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, they're they're, they're passionate. They're over there. they're not like Lapway fans, and God bless you, Lapway fans. You're 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 passionate, but I mean. Those Priest River fans on the other hand, oh boy, they top you guys. Yeah, yeah. So you know. So anyway, let's you know, moving right along, getting back to this uh, this fruit cup thing. Yeah. Um, let me tell you, I came back. Did uh, you cry? I did not cry, but I came back and was writing the game story. You know, under the gun. You know, Don, Don was actually being pretty nice in this one. He's like, hey, don't worry, take your time. You know, being. Pretty, pretty nice but that was also after I told him to get 200 words to me ASAP. I know, which which this was... <laughs> which, which which I dropped it on him. Yeah, you did, too. I was so thrown off. Because you, you texted me and said, I need that in case they win. So I was like, okay, I don't need to do that. You're like, I need to... Well, but it was a good game. It was warranted. I get yeah, it. that's that's why. I get it. And then I come in, I'm like, oh, no. But anywho, come, come in, watch that for a couple seconds after the 200-word write-up, and... It was a close game, you know. It was For a like, minute, yeah, it was like it was literally like I think a one possession game to start the was it the start the fourth quarter? Yeah, it was the start game? the fourth. It was thirty five, thirty three, going to going to the fourth. And just I get done with the story and I come back and it's not close, <laughs> <laughs> not, not at all. And uh, kind of like my ride from Burger King to the ha- to the apartment. Yeah, but yeah, I know mine was except, except it was yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when you see 50 points on the board after a, a three-point game, a two-point game, that's a, that's a little worrisome. And, yeah. And, and Washington, you know, Jake Dickert, Mr. Defensive Coach. No. You know, this is the absolute, uh, yeah, I can't say it. Yeah. 703 yards of total offense. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. For for the defensive coach. Right. Yeah. That's the guy that... You're, so your boy's back on the hot seat again this week. I'm back on the <laughs> That's what we like to say. Right? And, uh... Yeah, I just... I don't... I, that's inexcusable, right? I don't know, is it? I think at this point... I mean, they're not well, going to fire late in the season. Well, this late in the season, I guess, you, you could say it is. They're not going to fire him, but, you know, the thing is... How do is, you know? The thing, because they won't. Because <laughs> they won't. You know, and the thing is... Oh, you know what I heard today? Huh. There's going to be a new sheriff in town in the Pac-12. I think I did see that. Ring, ring a bell. Who, who was it? Colorado. Yeah. Oh, God. Rumor has it that prime time. Yeah. Yeah, I It's coming that. to Colorado. Yeah. That's, well, you know, he's doing good things right now. I mean, I, I, I mean, apparently he's irritated Nick Saban so much because he's recruited all the all the top kids in the South. 
That would kind of be a smack in the face to those Jackson State kids, I think. Ah, uh, they're grown men. They can handle it. Uh, I would be so mad. Think about that one kid. They, they like, last year in the recruiting cycle, they got, like, the number one ranked kid in the class. Right, right. And then your boy just... Your boy. Your boy just up and leaving and going to the Rocky Mountains. To coach the Buffaloes. Like, like what? No. Who's the best player to come from Colorado? See, you yeah, don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think of? What do you think of Colorado? What's the first player you think of? Mine's Lavishka Chenault. Mine's John Elway. Oh yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good. One. That showed my age there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And I showed my age there a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. That'd be kind of a smack in the face. But you know, if if he does go over there, eh, expect WSU to lose to Colorado. I would say. <laughs> well. They won't lose like they did on Saturday. No. Seven hundred again. I, I just it, it's hard to put your wrap your mind around a, a defense that had been really good for most of the season getting just taken to the woodshed. Yeah, and I. I mean, they got ta- they got taken to the woodshed. I think, um, and the thing that's irritating the most, and I think this is uh, this is one thing I like about uh. Jason Eck is that he uh, he he admits when there's stuff wrong and he kind of breaks it down and he you know he he has a reason behind you know why things are going the way they are. You listen to Jake Dickert talk, and he said you know what are you gonna say about the 700 yards of offense? And well, this is gonna leave mm. a scar, and the only thing that gets better is if you get better from it. Like like talk more like a coach, please. Like actually like But that is coach speed. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like break it down some more. Like give me Got give it. me a reason that this happened. Like like tell me why you guys showed up so unprepared when in the whole week leading up to this you guys have a clock, a countdown to the Apple Cup, you guys are recruiting people based on this game. You know the magnitude of how big this rivalry game is. Everybody that follows the Pac twelve, everybody that follows college football knows how big this is. And you go out there and you probably put out the worst defensive performance in the however many hundred year uh, history of this game. It's 122, by the way. 122. Probably the worst defensive performance in the history of this game. And that goes back to 122 years. And that's on a guy who claims to be a defensive coach. He didn't claim to be perfect. <laughs> 700 yards, you don't have to be perfect to not allow 700 yards of offense. It's like WSU's defense went out there and their controller died. That's what it was like. And then Washington, it's it's like... So, so, we, so we have to take it back to Game, game Boy. Bingo. Bingo card. Trades bingo card. We're going back to Madden. It's like, it's like Washington came out on offense in Madden and Washington State came out in punt return formation. In Tecmo Bowl? Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like they have Bo Jackson out there. It was it was unbelievable. Terrible. Inexcusable. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. No, yeah, you think So what bowl game are they gonna go to now? The, the toilet bowl? bowl? The cheese it bowl. The where they belong. <laughs> You've been on that cheese it bowl tip for like the last three weeks. They, it might happen. It go, might actually happen. It's been longer than three weeks. It's been like at least a month and a half, I've been saying they're going to go to the Cheez It Bowl, and and if they go you know what would really irritate you, I'm going to love this when it happens. Go, <laughs> if they go to like the Bahamas Bowl, 
Which, which again is a lower tier bowl. However, well, Steph will get to go to the Bahamas, which is cool. Well, they won't be going to the Bahamas Bowl. I can tell you that. Yeah. But I mean, you know, they are going to a lower tier bowl. Well, you know, and the thing is, is I'm a big cheese it guy. (laughs) So am I. I had a box of them the other night by myself. Exactly. That's the thing. You never have a couple cheese it's. No, you got stuffed the the entire mouthful. Yeah. And. But the thing is, is like I don't think they they fill the the cheese it trophy with white cheddar cheese its. Oh so, no, no 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 no. So you know. No, they 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 filled that bad boy with the original. Yeah, so that's not even a good bowl to win. There's not even white cheddar cheese its in there. So. Well, but why do you need white cheddar cheese its? They're the best. No, Cheez-Its. they're not. They're the best cheese. No, they're not. Bar none, the best. Bar Cheez-Its. none, bar none, they are not. But I'm saying, if they go... Bar none, they are not. If they go to the Cheez-It Bowl, Treve called it months ago. And What did Treve call? And it's like, and I'm just going to say, I'm not going to reveal my sources, because I knew from, from a month ago <clears throat> they were Cheez-It Bowl bound. Colton Clark? <laughs> I just, the only reason I say the Cheez-It Bowl is because I remember when they played in it, it was on my birthday, and I was super sick, and they played really bad, I think. Is that the one they won? When they was it the Alamo Bowl that they lost to Iowa State? Oh god, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. projection has them going to the Los Angeles, aka Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Ah, oh, boo! That's even worse. That's like the worst. Guess bowl. who they get though? What? 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 Uh, and this is according to Twenty Four Seven Sports. So what? What conference? Uh, I want to say it was Mountain West. Oh, was it Boise State? Bingo! <laughs> Boy, that would be awesome, though. That would be cool for Steph, also. You know, Boise State guy in a WSU game. That would be pretty cool. Going to L.A. Nah, the traffic hang, would be awesome. Hang, hang, hanging out with LeBron. Hanging out with LeBron and and Stafford and Cooper Cup. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. That, Never well, heard of him. Well, apparently Hayden Haddon has the best hand since Cooper Cup. That wasn't that long ago, apparently. Yeah. They they say they I swear like the announcers say that every single Idaho game, every away Idaho game, every single away Idaho game, huh? They they say Jason X said Hayden hadn't had the best hand since Cooper Cup, and I'm like I've heard it time and time again. It may be true, and it probably is. He's got a good hands, but anyway, you know they go to the Kimmel Bowl. I think that's kind of a whack bowl, just because you know it's Jimmy Kimmel, but. It's whack, all right. But it's going to be a... That's whack. What, what day would that That'd be after Christmas? I am not sure. Probably after Christmas, I would imagine. I am not sure on that. I would. I'm hoping. I'm hoping for... Hoping for the Cheez-It Bowl. Just because uh, it's my favorite bowl. Because you want a bowl of Cheez-Its. White cheddar, preferably. But, but why would you prefer white cheddar? Only because I want them. Anyway, you know, WSU, uh, Don, you know, you break it down. I know you've been following this team a little bit more closely than I have. I believe we do have a team in the NCAA uh, tournament of the sport of volleyball. (laughs) Wow, you're drawing that thing out, dude. Holy crap. Well, you're over here. You can't see him, but I'm wondering if he's looking up, like, like something? I don't know. Well, I'm looking. I'm trying to see if there was another bowl projection oh, on God. Wazoo. So I could just shoot your Cheez-It bowl thing down. Well, 
You're doing. You're looking up. Just... I'm doing God's work here. Dang it! Leave me alone. <laughs> That was almost an all-time Don slip-up right there. Now, now, <laughs> that'll, really? that'll be one for the Christmas, the Christmas reel. But um, yeah, da, 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 da. <laughs> all right. So anyway, as Trevin was so yeah, I trying to I, artfully you explain before we get into that, you're literally trying to look up bowl predictions just to spite me to show that they're not going to go to the cheese at bowl. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was doing. <laughs> That's so on brand for us. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so, actually, as of today, this uh, when this podcast is going up, it's on Sunday, we found out that the Washington State volleyball team is going to be making their seventh consecutive appearance in the NCAA tournament. And they will be playing uh, in San Diego on Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific, I want. Yeah, it'll be because the bracket has it, has it in Eastern time. <laughs> they're going to be taking on UNLV. And this actually looks to be a favorable matchup, considering the last time, when they went to the uh, tournament last year, they had a, they were a nine seed, I want to say, and they had to play, like, Western Kentucky. And Western Kentucky just pretty much is like, they're just... They're better. Well, no, it's not that they were better. They just, you know... Typically every year they have they 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 spring an upset on people in the in the volleyball tournament. Now UNLV went through the Mountain West, mm-hmm. i.e. Boise State's conference. Yeah. For all you Idaho haters. Yeah, a lot of them. There's a lot of Idaho haters, but I believe there's even more Boise State haters. Oh, tons. Uh, UNLV went 17 and one. They lost their only match in the championship match. On Turkey Day against Utah State, so they did not get the automatic bid out of the uh, Mountain West, I believe. Mm-hmm. But be yeah, game. yeah, it's gonna be it'll be a halfway decent um, decent test for Washington State. You know, they uh, finished tied for third. Oh no, no, not tied for third. They were actually in third all by themselves in the Pac-12 this year. Uh, first time in 20 years they finished higher than higher than fourth. In the conference, and good for Jen Greeny, who used to be the coach here at LC mm-hmm. uh, from 07 to 10, moving on up, you know, to uh, that Division One program up the road and on the Palouse, and yeah. you know that, that this will be it'll be a good test for him. We'll see what happens. You know, uh, hopefully uh, they can get a win for. Uh, the old crimson flag. Yeah, yeah. Get a, you know, some something positive here for UWSU fans. Your volleyball team is doing, doing big things. Doing, doing things. Doing things. Doing things. All right. And before we close this out, as always, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna give an elite ad read here. This week's broadcast is brought to you by. Yeah, because we're just friggin' elite here. Inland three sixty and inland three sixty dot com, where you can find a complete calendar of regional events and a wide array. I mean, you. Of compelling coverage of the region's art and entertainment scene at Inland360.com. It's where Jen Greeny goes for what she does. And it's probably not where the uh, area high school winter sports coaches go for what they do, because they're going to be busy. Inland360.com! Yeah. And speaking of winter sports, we are actually going to be kicking into high gear this week with... uh, 
with some winter sports action. I uh, believe boys basketball takes to the court actually starting tomorrow on Monday. Yeah. I think there's only like one game, but, you know, it starts to heat up on Tuesday. And Wednesday we actually have a pretty decent slate. And then Thursday we've got an okay slate. And then you hit the weekend and we pretty go. much everybody's going. Yep, here we go. You know, this is uh, right after. It's your favorite time of year, isn't it? Well, it's yeah. the most wonderful time of the year. Idaho just had to be kind of good, didn't they? Yeah, you well. Know, there, yeah. there would have been a little bit more calm before the storm for your boy. Before Your boy? <laughs> yeah, your boy. Before, you know, this, this happened. But this week, or at least, uh, yeah, this week, this past week, was kind of the, the calm before the storm. There was nothing. Like really a calm. handful. Yeah, nothing. I really think there was literally a handful of girls' basketball games this week. So... And it was really hard to try to find a prep athlete of the week nominee. Yeah, so we got three somehow. Yeah, so we we got them out there, but I mean, I'm 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 gonna flip this over to you. You know, I mean, this is so since 19 you've been here. You know, that's the rumor right here. What for boys basketball? You know, what what teams are you kind of most excited to see <laughs> this year? Oh boy, gee, let's let's just. Make the obvious statement. Yeah, the obvious. I mean, you got the obvious. Lewiston. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, Lapway. Yeah. Uh, but but Lewiston will be halfway interesting too. You know, under a first year coach in Brooks Mom, but it will be interesting to see how long this um, this long winning streak of Lapways keeps going. You know, they're at thirty six. I want to say heading into the uh, heading into the year. Yeah, it's gonna be almost. It's been almost two full calendar years since they've lost a game. Yeah, and you know, you look at their schedule too. This schedule this year looks easier than last. I year. think it's a little bit easier. Yeah. I mean, they won't say that. No, but I mean, and, and you know, and it's not Lapway's fault. <laughs> it's it, they just these bigger teams don't want to play them because all the max prep ranking stuff now, and it's it's. Why like, would you want to play this team? Yeah, you know, Cordelain. Speaking of dynasties. Yeah. I mean, they they played Coeur d'Alene, who Coeur d'Alene was a great basketball team last year, and they beat them by 10. Right. You know, so, I mean, and and Lapway, they just reload. They're reloading again. I mean, a lot of the same. Titus who? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Terrell Elmwood-Jones is probably going to be a big contributor. He stepped up big time last year, and he didn't get play, like, major, major minutes. Well. Right. He stepped up big last year. I mean, Case, why not, obviously. He's why not? Stud. Yeah, he's a stud. Um, he's a what? He's a stud. Okay, so we're gonna put. I'm just gonna put it out here right now. Is Case Wire not gonna be better than Titus Sheerout at the end of his career, or is Titus still gonna be still gonna be better? Yeah, um, it's a big, big shadow. I mean, he, he's got. I, I, I think he's. I mean, you know, Case has got. I want to say, is this Case's last year, or has he got two more? He's years? a sophomore, I think. No, I think he's a junior. Oh, is he a I junior? think he's a junior. Yeah, I thought last year was his first year. But, yeah, he must be a junior then. But yeah, I think so. I think he has a chance to be. I I, I think he might. Here's what I'll say. I think Titus statistically is going to be better than Case sure. in a Lapway jersey. But I think Case is going to go to a bigger college. Just because he's going to, you know, I don't know. I just think he will. He has more. No, I don't know. I just think he will. I just, I think he has. There's more. no reason. I just say, eh, you know. I just think he will. Eh, I just think he will. I just think he will. I, he has that kind of potential. He has that skill, you know. 
plays basketball year-round, not to say Titans didn't, but I think he does more inside and outside. You know, he has more intangibles. Um, I think another team that we're kind of sleeping on that's always kind of an exciting team to watch is Clarkston. And Clarkston, I think, is bringing a decent amount of kids back. Uh, Xavier Santana. Is it Xavier? Is it I want to say Xavier for some reason. I know it's Xavier. Yeah, Xavier Santana. I mean, during like the last stretch of last year, he was hot from three. I mean, he, yeah. was, he was hitting them. Uh, Dawson Blunt's one of the better defenders in the area. Mm-hmm. He's fun to watch. Um, you know, you got uh, Carter Steinwan will probably be, he'll be contributing. Uh, probably filling the hole that his brother left. So, you know, it's it's going to be, that's going to be an interesting team to follow this year. And Justin Jones, obviously, you know, great coach. He's going to have those boys ready. Um, what about Pullman? Pullman, yeah. Oh, oh God. Who is? Jaden Brown. Jaden Brown. Mr. Babyface. Jaden Brown from downtown. He, he is a. He's an electric ball player, and I remember I was at Colfax, not in the snowy game, but you know, one of the times I went to Colfax. It was the first time I went to Colfax um, during last winter when I went on at least a seven to eight game run of going to Colfax games. But or at least you thought you did. Yeah, it felt like it. It might. This is probably. I last. think it was the one game that you know you were in the winter storm that made it feel like six. Well, I know I went to the Pullman game. And I went to when they played uh, the, the the snow game, and then I went to <laughs> the snow game. when they played. Uh, who's that team in their league that they always compete with in girls? Oh my god, I'm gonna lose it. Liberty. Liberty. I went to two Liberty games last year. So there's yeah, so at least four, and then in the snow game, either it was the snow game when uh, Asher Kai did it, or I have to add a fifth one. Because Asher Kai hit a thousand points, and I was there for that too. So, anyway, big big Colfax guy. <laughs> but we can to, tell. I went to Fulman and Colfax first game there, and uh, you know Grayson Hunt and uh, I already forgot his name. Jayden. John Lustig. No, Jaden. Jaden Brown. Jaden Brown. Yeah. Uh, they Jaden Brown was like draining three pointers, and he like I was sitting up top. Kid looked like a man. He's tall. He's like six five at least. Yeah. Draining threes, and I went to go interview him. Kid had like the biggest baby face I've ever seen. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, well, you play like a man. And you know, it was, it was fun. I might not have the look of the man, but I bet you I could kick your butt. Yeah. And then it was Grayson Hunt and John Lustig who are teammates now. I mean, back right. Yeah. So that was that was fun to watch. That was one of my one of my favorite games basketball wise I can remember. Um, I remember. Clarkson girls had a good game last year down the stretch against Moscow, I want to say. It was a good game, too. Um, I mean, in the White Pine League, obviously. I mean, Lapway is your favorite. Lapway and everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Kamii. I mean, Kamii again. You know, that's another. Kamii, I believe, finished second last year in the yeah. league. Yeah, and I you think, know. you know, this could be a good spot. And they year. finished second in the district, and I believe they went to the state final. And lost Lockway. Yeah, this could be a good sports season for Camia. I mean, they could, you know, making it to the semis of state and football. I think they could probably make a decent run in basketball. So, I mean, this could be a, you know, a decent little run for Camia. Team of the year, maybe? Uh, yeah. School of the year? School of the year, maybe. Well, School of the year in athletics? Can, the Kendrick volleyball team make the state? Yeah, they did, yeah, but they, did. they, I think they went like one and two. 
so I mean, you got Kendrick. Kendrick's basketball team will be halfway decent again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's for the you know, because they pretty much well, uh, boys too, because uh, pretty much got a lot of those kids uh, who were in the football team. Almost the whole team. You know, and uh, yeah, I think Kendrick probably right now for school of the year is probably the front runner. I mean, Pullman maybe, but not football, not really. I mean, they got a the volleyball team was solid, the basketball team could be good, the swimming, swimming team. team was good, yeah. I mean, Lewiston. And how about some grappling? Oh boy, my favorite time of the year. You know, and I hate I hate the fact that you know. I think once the season starts, I'll. Get... You know what? We should we should do a high school war games. Oh, that would be. Awesome. I didn't get to watch that yet. I don't know. I have watched almost all of it except for the last match. Oh, okay. Was it the war games match? I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, the yeah, last yeah. one is the the men's war game match. Yeah. The first one was the women's war game match. Yeah, which I heard that one was good too. It was okay. Yeah. It, it it was yeah you know. Anytime you can watch Rhea Ripley cause havoc, I think that's a. Oh, she got spit in the eye, by the way. <laughs> I know I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I yeah. I, I hate yeah, that grappling time. I hate that um, when the season starts, I kind of forget the other areas wrestlers just because yeah. you know i'm kind of so familiar with lewiston just because you know right. Colton, i know the team pretty well um but once the season rolls in you know i'll remember some some of those kids but i mean hoyt voss he's gonna Who? be he's gonna be in line for another state championship he's been doing a lot of off-season stuff national wise i mean he wrestles yeah. all year uh yeah and they're not going to raleigh lane this year they're not going to raleigh lane they're gonna can you explain that, that? Yeah, they're going to replace Raleigh Lane with the Gut Check Tournament, which is not Gut Punch, Gut Check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a Gut Punch if you ain't careful. Yeah, Gut Check, which is somewhere in Washington. I think kind of in the Seattle area. And uh, they just made that decision because it um, has more, I guess, college scouts kind of coming around. And they, they do have some next-level wrestlers um, on Lewison's team where this would be kind of beneficial for them. Um, and it kind of just changes things up too, I think, to an extent right. where, you know, you're not doing the same thing year after year. Right. And I think that was kind of when I wrestled too, that kind of got boring after a while. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, that get mixed up, especially when, you know, you go to tri-state, you need one more big tournament because the Clearwater Classic's not what it used to be. No. You know, so it's a little smaller. I would say, you know, wait, keep an eye on him. Uh, Robert Storm who I don't think won a state champion title last year, but got third. And, you know, he, you know, I'm curious to see where he goes next level-wise, whether that's football or wrestling, because he has potential to do both. So, excited for that kid. Um, let's see, Brayton, Jolie, uh, Jolie, Jolie Slider. Yeah, she's one of the Oh, girls. hey, hey, hey. You know, if we're going to talk about girls, we cannot cannot forget the Zimmerman sisters particularly Skyla yep Skyla Zimmerman she wrestles all year round too so I mean she's gonna come into the high school season just out for blood you know <laughs> she'd come after your blood exactly she yeah no I, I would lose you know I was never a very good wrestler I was always about average so yeah she definitely would would beat me I would say probably a first round pin I would say First round TKO? Yeah, first round TKO at least. Um, You'd be whimpering on the ground. Yeah. I think Pullman had a stud too at 152. I want to say Acosta? 
Yeah, there you go. Ivan Acosta. Yeah. I can't remember if he's a senior. If he was a senior last year, he graduated, but he was a stud. Uh, so that's going to be big for Pullman. Um, Clarkson, I can't think of who they had. I know they had, had a feverish kid. Yep. Um, that's also the coach. Yeah. And, yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But, you know, like I said, when the season kind of gets rolling, we'll – We'll remember some more, and obviously this kind of this podcast turns into a wrestling podcast quick with me and Don. So <laughs> mark that one. Yeah. Fifty-eight minutes in, and that's another one for the blooper reel. Good job, yeah. Don. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna take this off. I think so. This week's broadcast is brought to you by Inland Three Hundred and Sixty and Inland Three Hundred and Sixty com, where you can find a complete calendar, regional events, and a wide array. It's huge. <laughs> compelling coverage of the region's art and entertainment scene at Inland360.com. It's where Don goes for what Don does. It may be where Don goes for the unemployment line. <laughs> if he ain't careful. <laughs> Inland360.com. Uh, you're lucky I'm good with the editing. I'm just kidding. I'm not really good. I just slice stuff up. But, yeah. But, you know, here we go. That concludes episode number 14, Don. And, uh. Hey, we're teenagers now. Yeah, we're teenagers now. Officially uh, in middle school. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us growing up. If you want to follow me on Twitter for all the Jags rants in the world and for uh, everything Idaho related and high school basketball and wrestling related now. And everything else that's meaningless in the world. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Dream Talks. Don, where can they find you at? Uh, on the unemployment line here soon, maybe. <laughs> at Waldo9939. Or you can find all of us at Lutrib underscore sports. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have a great rest of your day.